This is stuff should know. Welcome to uh, to stuff OSU should know. Uh, Student made podcast here at OSU. My name is Zach Lamb, and I'm here with my buddies uh, Griffin Lamb and Blake Miller. Um, we're here to discuss uh, sports at uh, Oklahoma State. Go ahead and say hi, guys. Yep, can't wait, can't wait for it, Zach. Appreciate you having us on. Yeah, thanks, Zach. We're really looking forward to it. Uh, kind of breakdown uh, what we're looking at for the 2020 2021 uh, sports season for Oklahoma State. Got a lot of potential, a lot of different sports, but uh, yeah, we sure do. It's uh, it's looking good. Uh, all right, let's just jump right into it. Uh, so, I feel like a key part of our success, especially this week, is going to be Spencer Sanders. Speaking of Spencer Sanders. How do you feel he impacts our offense, and do you think he's worth some of the negatives that he brings to the table? Uh, well, I definitely think uh, he's worth having out there uh, as our starting quarterback. Um, he really brings a dynamic threat of running and passing the ball. Um, he's very turnover-prone, which is something that a lot of OSU fans have come to know the last two years he's been playing for us. Um, you know, the turnover is something that come and go. Um, it's tough. We can't have him turn the ball over in any big spots in Bedlam. Uh, anytime we get on their side of the 50, really, I would hate to see a turnover there. Um, yeah, he's definitely worth having out there. Uh, Shane, Shane's a good backup, but um, I think he, he's needed for just a last-case scenario type deal rather than uh, actually him starting. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of points this season where I think if Shane was in the game, we would have had a lot more success. Uh, I think Texas is a perfect example. I think defense played a perfect game that week. Not really much more they can do. They can't really do anything about turnovers and starting possessions inside the red zone. Uh, you can't expect them to get stops there, but – we outgained Texas by, I think it was 250 yards, so wow. not a whole lot more you can ask there from the defense, but it just all comes back on Spencer. Careless turnovers, fumble at the end of the half leads to three points for them rather than three points for us, and careless interceptions, just kind of playing lackadaisical, but I mean, he definitely brings a different dynamic to the offense that I feel like helps us out a lot, and you're not going to get that out of Shane, but if he can limit his turnovers and take care of the ball, then I think... Uh, should put us in a good position to win Bedlam, but it's it's all going to come down to how he manages the turnovers and if Spencer can hold on to the ball. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I really think he does bring a lot of dynamicness to the offense, but is his upside worth, you know, his downsides? Um, you mentioned uh, how the defense has been playing well, which is something that us OSU fans aren't really used to. Uh, so what do you think the biggest change um, has, has been to make our defense as good as it has been? Uh... I mean, we're returning, what is it, 10 out of 11 starters back from last year. What is this, third year for Jim Knowles in the system? So kind of getting everything figured out. He's got all his guys back. They're all in the system with him. They've learned it together. and we got a veteran crew out there, some of the top DBs in the country, some young guys on the edge like Trace Ford that are constantly getting better. But I just feel like kind of just that veteran mentality we got out there with the defense is really kind of carrying them along. They've They've been in tough situations. They know how to handle it, and it's definitely working for them this year. We'll just see if the offense can produce enough to win games. Yeah, definitely. I'd say the defense has been the big upside of this of the, the season so far rather than the offense. I mean, everybody knows Chuba and Spencer coming back, so we should be scoring points. But um, our defense was something not that we were going to question the going into the year, but if they're really going to be that good. And uh, returning 10 of 11, just losing A.J. Green, um, I think we've been, they've been playing really well. I mean, better than they – could have we could have asked them to play honestly Blake mentioned earlier the Texas game yeah I think they had a pretty flawless game I mean for a defense play that well and then us still lose that was definitely disappointing yeah it's pretty frustrating especially yeah. since we've never been a team that actually relies on defense so much and then we finally 
see them, you know, play as well as we know they can. Um, yeah, exactly. And coming into Bedlam, like, I think our defense is def- definitely – they're either going to win us the game or we're going to lose because they don't play uh, to their expectation. I mean, we know he's going to score points. Uh, Spencer Rattlers, I mean, he's a, still a really good quarterback, even though he had a tough start to the year. Um, they've definitely figured themselves out. But um, what is this week? Like, what's seventh game we played? Yeah, seventh game we played. So, I mean, our defense definitely knows what's going on at this point. And, um, yeah, I think they'll be able to perform pretty well on Saturday. Yeah, I agree. And um, the, the kind of the last question I have to ask about football, at least, is um, I, I've heard a lot of discussions about Mike Gundy and if you think he – like, if he is actually the coach for the rest of the future – or if you think at some point he's going to have to be replaced, like, is there? Do you guys think that he's reached his ceiling and he's all he's going to do for us is get ten win seasons or nine win seasons and then like a camping world bowl game? Or do you think, you know, he's only going up from here? What do you guys? What are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, I personally feel like I'm probably a bigger Gundy fan than most people. I feel like you're not going to find a guy that's as bought into a program as Gundy is around the country. He played here, so he knows what it's like playing for Oklahoma State so being here as long as he is he's bought in he doesn't want to be anywhere else so I mean it's rare to find a guy like that that's that bought into the program and just the thing that he's done for us is obviously we don't get the best recruits we're not going to be getting the guys that OU's getting we're going to have to go find those three stars and go find those James Washingtons and guys like that that no one's recruiting and turn them into studs and I feel like that's one thing Gundy does the best is finding those guys that no one else is recruiting and developing them and putting them into the league. And not a lot of coaches can do that to the level he has. And it's what you have to do at Oklahoma state. Cause you're not going to get the five stars and the top four stars. You got to find the lower guys. And I feel like Gundy does that better than anyone in the country. I definitely agree. Yeah. Gundy does a really good job of finding those guys like diamonds in the rough. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, as for like the future, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, you got to love the consistency now. I mean, you took over the program. We weren't a bowl team. We've made a bowl game every year. He's been here since, what, 2006, 2007. Um, started off with beating Indiana in Independence Bowl. Um, but, I mean, as for the future, I still think he's the guy um, for now. I'm not as big a Gundy fan as, as Blake is, I don't think. Um, but, I mean, I still really like him and respect him uh, for what he's done for our program. Um, but, yeah, like when he was flirting around with that Tennessee job a couple years back, um, trying to get, kind of get some leverage, um, I didn't really like that. And then it kind of got my trust back when I mean, we had like back-to-back 10-win seasons, um, which I mean, as an Oklahoma State fan, you know, when you get a 10-win season, like, I mean, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, you have to take like, it. Like, exactly, you have to take it. Um, but I definitely like to see us like boost above that and become like an Ohio State or a Bama. Like, it's it's really tough like recruiting against OU and trying to have mm-hmm. like all those guys that go there that are four and five stars um, try to cut try to get here. But like, I mean, when's the last time we had a five star? Oh, it's been a while. Like, was Chris Carson a? Transfer. Chris Carson was, was a four-star transfer, but I think he was a four-star. I think he's four-star. Yeah. I, th- I think Spencer Sanders is probably the highest recruit we've had, probably under Mike Gundy. Yeah. What about Dez? I don't know if Dez was that heavily recruited, honestly. Where do you go to high I'm school? I'm not sure either. He's from Texas. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I want to say that Spencer's, if he's not the highest, he's one of the top three highest recruits we've had in the last decade. But and that's nothing against Spencer. I mean, Spencer was a Gatorade Player of the Year in Texas. He was a hell of yeah. a high school player. And, but it's just you're not going to get the big names here. It's not going to happen. If there's a four or five star in state guy or Texas guy that's looking at OSU and OU, your chances of getting them aren't very high. It's just not a battle you're going to win. So they're definitely not. But I think our recruiting against Texas, um, 
like just beating Texas year in and year out as we have, not yeah. this year. Um, but maybe before this year, we beat them seven in the last 10 years. Like that's something that's like really big. You can go into like a big recruiting meeting with a big player and be like, hey, like you can go here if you want. But like we beat them seven out of 10 times the last decade. Um, mm-hmm. So that's definitely a big thing. And then, yeah, like we just have to find a way to consistently beat OU, honestly. Like however we can do that. Like I'm, done, I'm talking like one every two years, like one every three years. Because I mean, in our lifetimes, we beat them, what, three times? Uh, we, 2002. We won four twice. in my lifetime. We won in 01. We won in 02. 01, 02, 11, and 14. We won 11 and 14. Yeah. So, I mean, 19 years old and we've won four Bedlam games in my lifetime. And you can remember two. And, yeah. There's only two I remember. And that's the biggest thing that I have knock on Gundy is he just doesn't win Bedlam. Yeah. yeah. He yeah he they tends to go have. really conservative yeah. and not win big Bedlam games. Remember the, the uh, fake field goal by OU? Yeah. 20. 15, yeah, and, 14? and that's no, just 15. stuff that we don't do. Yeah, Gundy's not going to pull that stuff out in Bedlam. He plays to lose. Honestly, it's. He, I mean, it's almost like he plays that, to not lose. It's like his back's against yeah, the wall. Yeah, as an game. Oklahoma State fan, you don't expect to win that game. So I don't understand right, why you so don't we, pull everything it's out. Like you have no, yeah, you have, yeah, you have to nothing lose. to lose. Exactly. Yeah. We lose every year almost. So might as well just go. I out. agree. I agree. But is Gundy the coach of you know the foreseeable future? I think yes. But ten years from now, yeah, I'd say probably for next five ish years. Yeah, but I. Say, give it another decade. I don't see Gundy still being here. Really? We need to make probably two to three, I don't know, like playoff bowls or make the playoff once. You got to make a New Year's Six Bowl. I mean, the last yeah. time we made a New Year's Six Bowl, we just got absolutely destroyed by Ole Miss. And that the, the, cheat, really the cheating Ole Miss. Yeah, but it, but regardless if they're cheating or not, it's just, it doesn't matter mean. if you make the bowl game. If you just show up and make a fool out of yourself and make a fool out of the conference, you'd almost rather yeah. off go to a higher non-New Year's Six Bowl and win a game rather than show up and lose by 40. So, I don't know. That's just – that's Gundy's biggest thing is he doesn't win the big games, especially Bedlam. But, yeah, I don't know. All right. Well, um, segueing away from football, let's go ahead and get into basketball, which I personally am very excited about. Um, I know my parents went here in the 90s. The basketball team was unreal. and it was, They've always talked to me about how basketball games here are awesome when the team is good. And so, you know, these next four years, I'm really hoping that our basketball team can be as good as they – have been advertised to be. What a, do you guys think the significance is of Cade Cunningham coming here, and what do you think that means for the future, like landing future recruits? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd kind of agree with what you said about getting excited for the basketball cr- program. My parents used to go here, and they said that people would be camping out outside of Gallagher-Iba waiting to get in the games because OSU basketball was one of the top programs in the country, and I definitely like the direction Mike Boynton's got us heading in. I think the dude's a great recruiter and I would like to see that transition onto the court I mean he's got some big names but I feel like it all starts with Cade Cunningham and how much success he has here he kind of I mean you don't at Oklahoma State like we said for football you're not going to get the big name recruits but to get a guy like Cade Cunningham who's the number one point guard in the country and he's one of the highest rated, rated recruits in the last decade if he has success here makes us takes us to a good tourney run if we don't get suspended from the tourney, we'll talk about that later. But if he does well, takes us deep in the tourney, gets a high draft pick, it's kind of showing other players of his caliber, like, hey, you can come to Oklahoma State and still have success. You don't have to go to Duke or Kansas or North Carolina. Yeah. So I just feel like him doing well here will kind of help get our name out there saying, like, showing other recruits that it's possible to do it here. So I'm definitely looking forward to what he's going to do. I mean – we haven't had a guy with that big of a name come through here in, honestly, any sport in my uh, lifetime. Yeah, no. So it'll definitely be cool to see what he does. And 
I'm, I'm really looking forward to the basketball season. So hopefully, hopefully we can get Gallagher Iowa about as full as possible. But it'll, it'll be a fun season regardless. I think, I mean, we'll be able to. I, of course, it depends on, you know, the COVID regulations and all that stuff. But I think as, I mean, I plan on going to as many basketball games as I can. Um, yeah. And I think they will be a lot of fun. And I think the team will be hopefully just as good. But the thing is, is there's a lot of other really good teams in the Big 12, which I feel like not a lot of people talk about. Yeah. Baylor's Baylor's going to be good. So is Texas Tech. Kansas is always going to be good. West Virginia's up in the top 25 yeah, as well this good. year. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good Big 12 teams. Um, Big 12's always really stout, but I feel like the last, like, three years or so, we've had multiple teams consistently in the top 15, um, which is not a lot of things other conferences can say. Um, back to Cade Cunningham. I mean, his significance here is, is great. Um, you know, to get a five-star guy, that's the top recruit in the nation. Um, you know, not, not every team gets that every year, so I think it's definitely important that we make the most of it and definitely make the biggest run of the tourney that we can uh, if we do end up being allowed to go to the tourney. But, yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely going to be a big part of our year. I mean, however well he does is kind of how well we're going to do. Um, I've literally seen him distrib- distribute the ball well and uh, score really well in the practices and other things I've watched. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely a significant player, and I'm excited to see how he shapes the rest of uh, OSU. Yeah, I mean, Cade is I, – I don't know how true this is, but I think I saw this somewhere where Cade is, like, the highest-rated recruit – or highest-rated point guard recruit since, like, Magic Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Which was – I don't know. He's probably playing college basketball in the early 70s. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Which, you know, that's almost 50 years, in it, 50 years ago now. So it really is a big deal, and it gets talked about a lot, but a lot of times I think it's hard to comprehend the magnitude of what he could potentially do for – Oklahoma State here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if he's and if he's half as good as his expectations be here, he's still going to be a great player. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mike Boynton, and you know, it's a lot easier to recruit. I shouldn't say easier; it's a lot less difficult, I guess, to recruit in college basketball than it is college football, um, just because like situations. You know, how many guys you need in your squad. Right. But um, but yeah, to get so many. I mean, we have Kate Cunningham. We also have another couple big name recruits uh, yeah. this year. Um, so yeah, like all of them together. Um, I think Mike Boyden is building something special here slowly. I mean, the dude's beating Kansas every year he's been here so far. So I definitely think uh, I definitely think we'll make a good run at it. I agree. Um, and it's definitely very exciting. What isn't very exciting, though, however, is the fact that as soon as OSU basketball starts getting pretty good and starts you know, getting on the right path, we get in trouble for something that I would consider kind of BS, um, yep. personally. Yep. Uh, for those who don't know, we got in trouble for recruiting violations from a coach who coached here, I think, like four years ago. Yeah, four years and ago. And then once OSU found out about it, he got fired. All the players that were involved in it got cut from the team. And then almost out of nowhere, the NCAA comes out with these sanctions that bans Oklahoma State from the NCAA tournament and then limits the number of scholarships they can give out, I believe, for the next two years. Exactly. Which is a really big deal and it really really sucks that it comes after you know like i said how was getting on the right path yeah yeah it's really unfortunate uh the postseason ban i mean we are appealing it um and i guess that it will be decided if it's not decided they don't come up with a verdict um before the season starts and i guess it, it just pushes back to next year that's how my understanding is of it um so that would definitely be good i mean i'd love to see these guys in the tournament i think we're definitely going to make it this year if it's possible um but yeah, the whole thing um, with the coach that uh, that we cut, um, yeah, it was all that was all really tough for the program. I mean, literally, we hear we hear of it, and two days later, the dude gets fired, and then they're coming yeah. out 
with a ban on this year's team, and no nobody on this year's team had any interaction or conflict with that coach. I know. There's none no of the one... coach. None of the coaches are the same. Mike Boynton's here. Like we cleaned house. Like there's literally nobody here that got affected by that, and yet they're going to have this huge ban on us for no reason. I agree. I think it. I think it's kind of like I said, BS. And I think almost what the NCAA is trying to do is make a statement out of a smaller not a smaller school but a school that's not necessarily known for basketball exactly kind of show these other schools like if you even think of getting in doing something you're not supposed to do this is what we can do to you yeah yeah i definitely agree with that kind of targeting out a smaller school like us um a school that's not as known for basketball in the recent history but uh like kansas has just as many like self-inflictions as we do right of other things and i mean they they got nothing this year in, right. the, in the future. But since so, they're Kansas. Since they're Kansas and they're a blue blood, and same with Kentucky and UNC, they all do the same stuff. Yeah. They won't bring the hammer down on them because they'll just like, oh, you know, little OSU here, I will just make an example out of them rather than go at a big school. Yeah, I mean, it's really is just kind of a mess, and I haven't heard anything about how the appeal is going, and that happened at least six months ago. Oh, yeah, that happened a while it's ago. It's been a while ago. Um, I don't know if it's a good sign that's been taking so long or if it's been delayed for some other sort of reason, but I really do hope that all that stuff gets lifted. Yeah, I hope it gets lifted. And I really, I'd really like the appeal to just be like seen, read through, discussed, and then, then to make the right decision that, no, we're not going to put a post right, and this ban isn't even like, ban on you This guys. isn't even like me being biased because I'm an OSU fan. It's just if it was happening to any other school, I would be like, yeah, that's kind of BS. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly, and then for it to happen to our own school is kind of just like, wow, like why, why did we get picked out of all this? Uh, definitely unfortunate. I agree, but um, that's all we've got to discuss here, so uh, uh, I really enjoyed having my uh, first uh, episode on our podcast, and I hope the people listening enjoyed it too. Um, thanks for listening. Griffin, thanks for joining. Absolutely. Good to be here, Zach. Yep, and uh, that's it, guys.